0: hi welcome back this one uh, we're gonna do you really wanted to do this
1: one yeah it's about uh, the Pennhurst State School and Hospital um, in Pennsylvania it is I think we should do a disclaimer a lot of the stuff you're gonna hear kind of messed up is messed up it's gonna be distressing to a lot of people um, depressing Mm -hmm may even bring up bad memories for people who have experienced some sort of abuse. Um,
0: Honestly, we should probably give a disclaimer on most of ours.
1: Yep, yep. Well, we'll we seem to gravitate towards that. <laughs> we, we kind of uh, forget
0: to put the disclaimer on there. I think the only one we remembered was uh, the toy box.
1: Yeah. Because um, we consider that the most disturbing. Um, but you know, with with Pennhurst, they were just put, there was a spotlight put on them. Um, and when you hear this, this is a lot of why there was reform yeah. um to mental hospitals to right Two mental hospitals um <clears throat> and and the, the first thing to do is gonna be to blame the people and and sure they deserve some of it but you know they, they had
0: too many people in there for the amount of people to take care of
1: yeah um we're gonna do the history of Pennhurst and then we're gonna in the same podcast then go over the hauntings of Pennhurst cause I don't think you can tell one story without the other right um so this might be a long podcast but I I do need to warn you that a lot of the details are are very disturbing Mm -hmm. Um, but they're true and you can look at it as disturbing if it's too much for you please turn it off but otherwise it's an opportunity to to learn from uh, some of these things that were happening Um, because I see it actually I'm in healthcare now and I see it trending this way now with with staffing and stuff, uh, staffing a lot of the long term care facilities and um, even hospitals, quite frankly, uh, due to this pandemic. Um, but anyway...
0: You're you're overworked. You have too many patients yeah. per nurse because they're getting sick or they just can't do it. Or you've got... It's what, just you're just
1: overrun and like, you're just sticking people places. And So <clears throat> if, again, any of this is disturbing to you, please...
0: Go find another disturbing podcast to listen to that we have on here, I guess
1: so i'll um i guess to start off the myth about penhurst you know was that it was a place where evil people had evil intentional intentions and evil schemes but really it wasn't that at all i mean it was it's more about the danger and which is real the neglect that was rising the level of abuse out of frustration and just Horrible, horrible working conditions and living conditions. Um, there was a lot of groundbreaking, brown uh, breaking, brown ground breaking litigation. Sorry, I got hung up there. Um, and it was happening in this town's backyard, and nobody right. kn- and nobody knew.
0: I don't think they wanted to know. That could be because could be pit uh, the Pinhurst State School and Hospital was not its original name. The original name for it. Was Eastern Pennsylvania State Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic.
1: And, you know, you could say it was a mistake, um, but it was a mistake from day one. It was a mistake that all of us as a society made. And it's a mistake that... We wasn't can,
0: uncommon. No, but
1: it's also a mistake that we don't have to make again, and I think that's why it's important to tell the story, and then get to the haunting part of it. Which I do believe, if any place is haunted, it is definitely this place by what went on. Right, right. Um, I do believe in hauntings, and I believe it's energy that has not left because it has to stay there, but. I, I will tell you that there's no possible way that this place is not.
0: It would have to be a residual at the very least.
1: At something. I mean, if not, all the evil energy and, and just the way that, you know, when you hear these stories, you're like, why didn't they do something? Why didn't
0: Well, they didn't want to because they didn't well, want to have to deal with it. And the then people.
1: I also go with they're, they're under the influence of whatever else is there. I mean, something had to be there to keep you, you know, from doing the right thing. or. Right. Know, so why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of history? Well, on. the
0: um the Eastern State Hospital was there. Uh it was an institution that um catered to the mentally and physically disabled individuals of southeastern Pennsylvania located in Spring City.
1: It was actually once seen as a mono institution, right? Right.
0: Like and, a like uh, a
1: it was self proclaimed like progressive care.
0: Right, right. Um, it operated... Uh, it says, after 79 years of controversy, it finally closed on December 9th of 1987. But so, it opened in uh, on November 23rd of 1908.
1: Well, and back then, let's just set the stage. Well, let's set the stage.
0: Back then, you had people that would have kids. Mm-hmm. That something was wrong with them.
1: Correct. I mean, you could as sad as it is you could end up in a place like this if you were mentally retarded
0: right had some kind of uh, disfigurement of any kind
1: if you were the product of a rich man or a rich person involved with someone who was not and it was an illegitimate child.
0: Yeah, you could end up there.
1: You could end up there and on medications. Yes, um,
0: if you were out of control, if your parents couldn't control right. you, now you, then were, put you into were places like this. And you were
1: intermixed with people who probably needed to be somewhere like that. Right. But a lot of these people didn't. A lot of these people could be treated at home and are today, they are members of society that work, that are regulated, that are medicated, right, and that are canceled.
0: But in the 1900s and even before that, um, Wealthy families would hide people like this.
1: Well, this was an era when the solution for dealing with disability was forced seg- segregation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sterilization. As as horrible.
0: Yeah, so that there were no more.
1: We don't want you creating any right. more of the defected offspring,
0: undesirables.
1: Correct, um, and you know, since the 18th century. <clears throat> It was a i guess self-proclaimed age of enlightenment uh people with illness and disabilities were labeled defectives as late as 1820 such defectives along with other dependent deviant groups such as aged paupers and sick poor were all grouped together
0: in these houses yeah
1: yeah i mean just i mean think about that you've done nothing wrong no
0: you're just poor and they just don't want to see you out on the street so they put you away like that so they don't have to see you
1: and I believe mothers were actually who were they were single mothers that were if they
0: were unwed they got put in places like this too until in, the baby was born and baby. then
1: in Pennhurst, that that's what happened you had your baby there and you both stayed there So some of these people were born
0: the mother didn't necessarily stay there but there were places where people would sit like their her parents or even the person that got her in that situation would send them to places like that. That it, it, They were called houses for unwed mothers or something like that where you'd have the baby and then you would leave.
1: And it was termed as these people were uh, basically the, the selling point was and it wasn't the selling point I guess society did have a part in it but disposal at the lowest cost. Yeah. Disposal.
0: <clears> That's so that you didn't have to deal with them anymore. Disposal. Mm-hmm.
1: Not help no. 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 Get rid of them. That's terrible. That's terrible. Go ahead. In
0: 1903, the Pennsylvania les- Legislature authorized the creation of the Eastern State Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic, and a commission was organized to take into consideration the number and status of the feeble-minded and epileptic persons in the state and determine a placement for construction... To care for these residents, the commission actually discovered 1,146 feeble-minded persons in insane hospitals and 2,627 in almshouses, which I think are—I don't know what those are. I think those are like church houses, yeah. like the churches are taking care of them. And um, a lot of
1: the a lot of the problems, not just with Penhurst, but places like Penhurst, was the staffing. Um, oh, yeah. And that is a, and I will say this, that is a problem to today. There is no regulation on how many patients goes to a nurse, to an STNA. There's no regulation. I so, thought there was. There is not. There's not a regulation that says you have to have this many patients to this many to this nurse or this many patients to this STNA. So, you know, a lot of places will even staff one nurse to 30 patients. One STNA one stna to 30 patients how much care do you think
0: well they're not getting anything
1: correct if you just add it if you just divide the time out of a 12 hour shift you tell me how many minutes you're actually spending with those people
0: you're getting the barest possible
1: why the people who own these places are taking home fat fucking checks.
0: yeah but then you, you say there's no minimum mm-hmm. um, but why when you would be in charge of these places would they say well I'm not because, allowed
1: because corporate staffs a minimum and that's what you go by is corporate what I'm saying is the state doesn't regulate oh, okay the corporate regulates and it's based off of and I'm sure it worked this way back then it's based off of how many patient hours you're allowed to have and that's per dollar of those hours and then they take out their cut and then whatever's left is what is used for staffing what is used for their meals they today only spend $5 per patient a day for food Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you because I used to do these budgets. I'm not kidding you. The fruit drinks or the juices you think they're getting are about 10% fruit juice and the rest
0: Well, it's that actually says that on the little right. foil mm-hmm. wrapper and it's right. only 10% juice.
1: Right. So they're not really getting the care that they need. Um the, the food is atrocious and every place like this it is atrocious these people unless you were wealthy and you can go to a place that a bougie place you are going to get the bare minimum shit care that I call neglectful today I can't even imagine
0: what it was in the 1900s
1: Jesus Christ it was so bad because not every and I'm not I'm not saying this bad about the workers I'm saying this about the people who run these fucking places the workers, even back then, there's stories of Pinhurst Penn, staff members, they would volunteer their time on Saturdays and Sundays just to clean the residents. So there wasn't enough staff hourly the week. that were getting paid to clean these people. So to clean these people, they would volunteer their time just to go and wash them up. The people who own these fucking facilities didn't care. Our own Penhurst didn't fucking care. You know, they, they didn't care. Um... They just kept taking the patients, and taking the patients, and taking the patients that's until all... you were until you were eighty patients to one fucking person. You tell me, other than tying that person to a bed, that's all you do. That's all you could do to keep them safe. Yeah. And so you you want to blame the staff, you want to blame the nurses, you want to blame the stNAs No, it's
0: the people running the buildings. Cause but we...
1: how could they keep crazy Benny from going over and sticking a knife in poor old Naomi?
0: Well, they couldn't.
1: They couldn't. The only way it is this is the only way I can do it.
0: Yeah, is to, to, yeah.
1: How can I restrain keep... Restrain him. How can I keep Jimmy from, you know, going around trying to stick his dick in everybody's ear? I, I gotta restrain him to the fucking wheelchair. Right. And these are real stories, by the way, um, I've read. Um, but since the state budget did not allocate for housekeeping services... So there again, there's no housekeeping.
0: Which means there's trash everywhere, floors aren't getting cleaned. staff
1: members, when they could, would come and just volunteer their time to clean the building. I mean, I'm not saying they're angels because definitely they should have been whistleblowers. But if you look at it, where the fuck else are these people going to go?
0: Right. Who's going to take them? They, when they built this building, they found they they took these people from very different places. Like I said, they took them from insane hospitals, almshouses, county care house hospitals, reformatories, and prisons who were um, in immediate need of specialized institutional care. So you're taking inmates um, who, by the way, may not have had anything wrong with them, but are said to have something wrong with them, and you're putting them in with people that actually have something wrong with them, Hmm. which isn't smart. Um, The legislation stated that the buildings would be in two groups. One for the educational and industrial department and one for the custodial um, or asylum department. The institution was required to accommodate no fewer than 500 inmates or patients with room for additions. Wesley White, the former president of the American Association of Medical Domestaries. Was appointed superintendent of the facility. So, already, you can see if they're bringing in inmates, they give zero fucks oh, yeah. about the people they're putting in here. Yeah.
1: Guys, let me tell you, I work in healthcare, and since this before this pandemic, it happened in small, in small amount. A lot of these same problems. It is now since this pandemic and this coronavirus and all this shit. It is happening over again. Neglect. Yeah skin issues people getting bed sores that should never ever ever happen Only if a person is on hospice and they're dying and we're trying to keep them comfortable Then I can see that happening, but it should never happen aside from that ever and it's happening People are starving to death.
0: Well, yeah because there's not enough people to take care Correct. of.
1: It. And nobody's doing anything about it. There's not
0: enough nurses. It's
1: a, and it's there's not enough AIDS There's just not enough good people. There's plenty of people collecting the money There's plenty of people who are so-called in charge and so-called, we're leaders and department heads, but you never see them fucking people. Maybe a few that are actually good at what they do, but, and have a heart and, and actually remember why we take care of people. But for the most part,
0: they're there for the money.
1: They'll bring, when the state comes in to investigate, they bring in a lot of staff. And then after they're gone, after the state's gone, they cut you down to bare minimum again. And And that
0: is why I quit the building years ago that you just quit.
1: Right, And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if it's private owned, it doesn't matter if it's corporate owned, it doesn't matter if it's state owned. It happens in all of them and it happens in hospitals. You would be shocked to hear some of the things that are covered up in hospitals. Oh, yeah. I worked in them for 16 years. You'd be shocked to hear.
0: Wasn't one not too far from here a well-known hospital that owns a bunch of other hospitals, didn't they just get in trouble for what was it, mold or something in their air conditioning units? no, they got
1: hit with mold. They had a doctor and nurse who were killing hospice patients, overdosing them, um, uh, Medicare fraud. That was all the same hospital. It was all the same hospital. Um, So with Pennhurst, there was a, um, just to read some excerpts from a lawsuit, and this is from the judge in the the lawsuit. Um, The excerpts from the facts section of the federal district court case um, Hatterman v. Penn uh, Pennhurst State School and Hospital demonstrates the horrific conditions lack of funding created at Pennhurst. It was only through the dedication of overworked staff, it seems, that any humanity at all was afforded in this institution. And I'm, I'm saying this because I'm not going to blame the staff. That's wrong.
0: Some of the some, staff you some, can blame.
1: But I'm telling you, for the most part,
0: the staff did. What it could they have thought.
1: been. It, it would have been much worse if you can even imagine how much worse it could have been. We're talking people not being bathed for months, people being restrained to chairs and beds and not uh, ever released from those restraints. People having their teeth pulled because they bite. Um, people starving to death.
0: People sitting in their own excrement because yeah. people couldn't change
1: them. Yeah, it, like and in, in, in diapers just sitting and yeah. shit and piss. They had babies rotted, in cages, rotted down the, the bone babies in cages beatings rapings
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and people would just let it happen um, there was a, uh, a doctor there who actually did experiments yes illegal yes. experiments on people um, it is the making for one hell of a horror movie um, so some of the excerpts ex- ex- include no psychologists are on duty at Pennhurst at night or over the weekend thus if a resident has an emotional crisis and I can see why the fuck they would.
0: Right.
1: He or she may go without treatment until the next morning or until the weekend is over. That means, I.E., uh, we're gonna restrain them and let them suffer. A lot of them ended up committing suicide or hanging themselves by trying to get out of their restraints.
0: Yeah. So unintentional suicide.
1: Because there was nobody to sit there and watch them. <laughs> there was nobody to talk to them. There was no. There was no staff available to to one on one, which is the best treatment for someone like that.
0: Okay, well you also have to take into consideration the time period.
1: I so understand.
0: In the early 1900s, you don't really know a whole lot of this stuff that we know today.
1: You don't need to know that to be a good human being.
0: Well, I'm not saying that. You
1: don't need to know that to say, and I believe this, how would you want to be treated?
0: Well, yes, I know that.
1: How how are you not compassionate for what this person is going through? I don't care. I I, I don't I've taken care of a lot of people who overdose on drugs or who have a drug addiction. And I have that in my family. And I don't look at them as anything different than a person who is sick and needs help. A lot of nurses are fine to let them suffer. I'm not okay with that. They still need help. And you still need to do what you can to help them. Sometimes helping them is helping them get over that hump and stepping them down off of those medications so they don't crash totally. But the one the, a lot of times the main reason they're doing the drugs or they're doing what they're doing is because no one is there to begin with and maybe the treatment is that is that you're listening and that you're actually someone who's gonna to listen to what they have to say it might be absurd it might be something that's not relevant but it's relevant to them
0: right and I'm not saying that the time period makes it okay I'm just saying that when it first opened they were just learning about a lot of this stuff. By the time the stories and shit came out, they should have known better.
1: The stories came out because there was an investiga- uh, investigative reporter who went through there. Well, at first and exposed them,
0: right? But at first, I think it was like a local reporter. Isn't this the yes. one that Geraldo Rivera did?
1: There was a lot of them, but this was a local person who put out these horrors.
0: Bef- he was the first one to right. do it.
1: Um, and th- there's videos on YouTube. Watch it. It is. It's horrible. God bless.
0: At the time period, you can't
1: if you have a heart you can't make it through without crying i mean it's horrible
0: but at the time period that it's being recorded and people are coming in there they should have known better i mean even then they don't know as much about psychiatry as we do now Mm
1: -hmm. well listen to this at penhurst restraints are used as a control measure in lieu of adequate staffing Right. Um, restraints can either be physical or chemical so that's the other thing chemical is the drugs is you the drug them up and you leave them yeah
0: the 99 night cocktails
1: right the physical restraint range from placing uh, individuals into seclusion room to binding the person's hands or ankles with muffs or posies and binding the individual to a bed or chair chemical restraints are often psychotropic or tranquilizers i guess as, as some people would recognize seclusion rooms have been used to punish aggressive behavior um, one 18-year-old individual spent six consecutive days in seclusion in 1974 for assaulting a Down syndrome resident. They should be separated.
0: But maybe not for six days.
1: But you need to get to the root of that problem because all you're going to do is take that person in a seclusion room and they're just going to blame that person for being in the seclusion room. Well, and They're going to come out and they're going to come out and be more fucking aggressive.
0: We well, yeah, because they've been left in it. Don't. is in a, It's a seclusion room. Like your solitary con- solitary confinement. The
1: way yes, but the way that you do a seclusion room is you actually have a camera where you see when this person has de escalated, they need to be monitored every minute to what? make sure they're not hurting themselves. And once their behavior has de escalated, then you go in and you speak with them. Are you ready to talk with me now? Are you calm down? And then you try to get them to a point where, hey, let's get you back out here. And then you stay with that person. To make sure that behavior stayed down. It, it, leaving them in a room to stew. I mean, people would beat their head against the wall. They'd beat themselves to death. They'd come out and then they'd start killing people.
0: Well, I have a question. Because, you know, I was... I, I did the medical stuff too for a little bit as an STNA. Yeah. And I did that one day at the psych hospital that we did. They had me sit outside of a room. Mm-hmm. That's monitoring. And... With, but... If they see you sitting out there... Because, you know, you got that little window in the door... That's gonna... That doesn't... That didn't help anything, me sitting there watching them. I mean, it didn't. Right.
1: That's why they do the cameras now. The cameras are the best way. I know they didn't have cameras back then. Maybe the best they could do was going and checking on the person. You know, hey, how are we doing? You doing okay? Are you calming down?
0: My question was, yeah. I think they had the cameras when I was doing it, but they also had you outside there. How... Does having somebody set out there help de-escalate the situation?
1: I think it's at that point it's making sure that person's it's life over that. So you're making sure that their life is, is secure. Cuz it
0: was a, it was a very severe
1: Yes, it's cause... making sure their life is secure. Then you can start stepping down that. But the point is if the main punishment is seclusion room and you put them in that seclusion room, well h- how have you de-escalated the behavior? Right, cuz like... I understand there has to be a moment of Okay, look, you're out you of control. You need to try them out. But let's get you out of that. How do we... Now I need to teach you how to step your behavior down.
0: But seclusion rooms for them differ from solitary confinement because seclusion rooms for them would be padded rooms, right? Is yeah. that what we're talking about? If
1: it was even padded. Sometimes it wasn't even padded. It was just a closet.
0: But when you say that, you typically think of your padded rooms that you see in like movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: if you want to live in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> but most of the time, it was a closet. They
0: weren't that big. It was a closet.
1: Okay. Um, often, physical restraints were also used due to the staff shortage. Uh, an example is a female resident during one month uh, was in a physical restraint for 651 hours and five minutes.
0: So, how many days is that? I'm
1: not done. For the month of August, 720 hours. September, 624 hours and 20 minutes. In October, it was 647 hours and five minutes. The resident was so extremely self-destructive; she totally blinded herself. She was uh, not enrolled in any kind of occupational therapy. Once initiated, her programming uh, had apparently been quite successful, and now she's able to be out of restraints for um, as much as four hours per day. Had this programming been initiated earlier, her injuries would have not. She would not have blinded herself. The point is, is that they let these people set. When you give people therapy it's not just to make them stronger physically it's to make them stronger mentally to give them a purpose if you just let them set what happens
0: you're gonna drive them nuts
1: it's happening now it's happening today in facilities (laughs) because of the so-called pandemic and people can't be together and do therapy god damn it we're fucking you know testing these people twice a week why the fuck can't they be together if they're negative it's happening today Um, psychotropic drugs at Penhurst were often used to control and not for treatment Um, it's just and and we lie about it today we lie about it I mean we still use it for control Um, physical environment at Penhurst is hazardous to the residents this is coming from a judge both physically and psychologically Um, the living areas do not meet the minimal standards of cleanliness outbreaks of pinworms and infectious disease are common. Um, there's not adequate space. They don't provide privacy. Uh, what else? There's no activities for these people, so they don't get together and, you know, like some common activities would be bingo or cards or something that they would do in their generation. Um, reading from books, talking about things, discussing the newspaper, discussing, you know, current events. None of that. You stay to yourself. Um, the environment at Pernhurst is not only, um, conductive to, is not conductive to learning new skills, um, and it contributes to losing skills already learned. Um, toilet training program is an example, but one who has successfully completed the program may not be able to practice the newly learned skill and therefore they will lose it. So, oh yeah, well, so what that means is basically now you can put people on restorative programs or you can put people in a... Bowel and bladder training program and you can charge the state for it and you can charge your insurance for it but you're really not fucking doing it and, and these people are just pissing and shitting themselves. Nobody cares nobody gives a fuck. Um, these toilet areas don't have towels, soap, toilet paper. Um, the bathroom facilities are filthy uh, and, and a lot of times it doesn't the, the facilities don't work. there's obnoxious odors and excessive noise. Uh, in the atmosphere, um, these are not conductive to habitation. Um, so it's not even safe to live there. The noise level was one that it was dangerous to people's here, just because of all the people. Can you imagine that?
0: Uh-uh.
1: You're trying to take a shit and there's already a, a, someone had a shit on the floor. There's piss everywhere. There's probably what I call poop casos that fucking finger painted their poop all over the walls and shit. And then you got people screaming, knocking on the walls. You, you would go insane just from that. And then you go, and you, you don't even have toilet paper. You can't wash your fucking hands. You, you telling me they can't? They're collecting all this money, but they can't afford that? Because I'm telling you, they're getting their money.
0: Oh yeah, they're getting their money, but they're not putting it back into the building.
1: Injuries to the residents and other um, injuries to residents by other residents uh, through self abuse were common. Uh, let me see. For example, one in the individual bit off three quarters of an earlobe and part of the outer ear of another resident while the second resident was asleep. Um, about this time, one resident pushed a second to the floor, resulting in death. Um, another resident abuse of residents. Um, there was, I guess, 833 minor and 25 major injuries and in just that year alone. That is unheard of. Um, In addition, there was some staff abuse to the residents. So like we said, not all the staff were angels One resident was raped by a staff person one resident was badly bruised when the staff person hit him with a set of keys Mm -hmm. Um, Another resident was thrown several feet across the room by a staff person one was hit by a staff person with a shackle belt Uh, on common occasion um, the staff person responsible was suspended and or terminated and that's only the ones that they probably reported. There
0: was probably multiple, oh, multiple, multiple cases yeah. of sexual
1: abuse and rape. How could there not be? And for some of these people, not that it's ever okay, but if you work in an area like that, the frustration will get to you eventually.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, And it's, there was no
1: outlet for these people to just get away because you think about it, I'm being paid to be here and then I come volunteer my fucking time because nobody else cares. Right. You will
0: eventually boil over. I mean it's human not nature. Not that it's
1: okay. That's but it's human not. nature. Um, many of the residents have suffered physical deterioration and intellectual or behavioral behavioral regression during the residency at Pennhurst.
0: I can understand that.
1: When you're in restraints that long, your ligaments begin to shorten and you get contractures. So that means that arm can never be used again.
0: So they start curling in on themselves. Right.
1: Your legs can never be used again. Or you lay in a bed so long without nutrition and, all, and you don't have any kind of therapy or any kind of walking or anything like that. You contract. Then you start to waste away.
0: You literally become skin and bones.
1: You die. A horrible death. it would be slow. Horrible. Horrible death. Um, and in some cases, their mind was still okay. But they're just watching this happen.
0: because they, And they can't do anything about it. Because at some point, don't you, you just stop talking.
1: Horrible. Um, let's see. So, there was a 12-year-old, um, and during her 11 years at, at Penhurst, as a result of attacks and accidents, she had lost several teeth, severed a fractured jaw, fractured finger, fractured toes, uh, numerous lacerations, cuts, scratches, bites, and prior to her admission, um, Terry Lee could say, Dada, Mama, Noi Noi, Baba, and Nana. She no longer speaks. She could say those things when she went in. And now, she went in at one years old. She was there 11 years. And now she can't even speak.
0: Why would they put a one-year-old in there?
1: Who knows? It doesn't say. She, it just goes to show you, they didn't even work with these fucking people. How could they? they? There wasn't enough staff. There wasn't enough staff to work with these people. That's horrible. I mean, that's, God, ugh. Um... What else? Just, I'm, I'm seeing, I mean, there's so many, I mean, this this would be a podcast of five hours if I went over every injury. Right. So I'm looking at some of the worst ones.
0: Well, they had employee housing there, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: the the complex was pretty was much... Huge. Yeah, it was self-run. I mean, it's... Uh, It says on here, from 1903 to 1908, the first buildings were constructed on 633,913 acres of Crab Hill in Spring City, Pennsylvania. Um, That was referred to as the lower campus. Out of the first few buildings that were constructed, F was the girls' dining room, G was the kitchen and storeroom, H, I, and K... Where a cottage for girls, N was the boys' dining room. P was the teacher's home. Q, T, U, and V were cottages for boys. R was the school. W was the laundry and sewing, and X was the powerhouse. I'm assuming a powerhouse was like a power plant for the entire thing.
1: I would think so. For generators or kept or whatever.
0: I mean, just from that alone, that, that grouping of buildings, if everything would have went the way it should have. It sounds almost like a boarding school.
1: I think at this point, what the hell do you call it? I mean, they—the prior part of the problem is that just we will take anybody.
0: Well, we'll yeah, that's—I any- mean—and
1: this yeah. is a state school, right? State asylum or yeah. whatever. It's State—it's uh, fucking embarrassing.
0: Yeah, um, P was a temporary administration building um, until the institute's opening in 1918. Along with the opening of L&M in 1910, in 1921, Whitman and Wilson 1 and 2 were construction constructed along with Penn Hall for employee housing. In 1929, the assembly building was complete and functioned as the gymnasium and auditorium. Why? So, you had something for entertainment and exercise.
1: That's the gymnasium and auditorium, but we call it the repro.
0: But I mean you don't use them. So why have them?
1: Just, you get the right person in there and they're like this is a good room for a raping and a murder.
0: Um the, they gave them the, no, the the letters at first before, you know. Um, names were later assigned in the 1960s.
1: Oh, to give it more of a, let's give it more of a community. Feel.
0: Right. Um in 1930 the first buildings on the upper campus otherwise known as the female colony were completed and named Pershing. Buchanan ob did not I don't know and Keystone. Capitol Hall was erected after World War II along with Devon constructed constructed on lower campus. Horizon Hall opened later in 1971. So even in the 70s you still got buildings being opened and it closes in 1984.
1: Mhm. Yeah, the yeah we got to make the money, guys. The um, or you know, maybe we don't got to make the money. We just got to get these people tucked away because I guarantee you, once they're there, nobody gives a fuck.
0: Well, just listen to this. Your lower campus buildings consisted of your administration, the Philadelphia, the Quaker, the Rockwell, Franklin, Noble, Union, Vincennes. Uh, some of these I can't pronounce. I'm sorry. Industry, Penn, Devon, Mayflower, Limerick, Assembly, Storeroom, Laundry, Whitman, Wilson 1, and Wilson 2, and Hershey. So that's how many buildings right there just in your lower campus buildings. Then your upper campus buildings were uh, Pershing, Buchanan, Obdebon, I don't know, Keystone, Capital, Horizon, all. These uh, were demolished in 2018, except for Horizon and Pershing. Those are the only two that are still sitting there.
1: So this... you, What you described sounds huge. And the pictures look huge.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even get to the other buildings.
1: Then fucking explain to me why. They were so extremely overcrowded that there were beds in the fucking aisles.
0: I don't know. This why? is This is like a... It's like a mini town, because the other buildings were a powerhouse a treatment plant, the director's house, a greenhouse where they could, you could have had these people out in this Activities. greenhouse. Activity. Growing food. Growing flowers. They could have grown vegetables. And a dairy farm. They had a dairy farm. So you could have taken people, the ones that could, out to help take care of the animals.
1: I mean, if you were someone who had dementia in this time, you were in this fucking, Yeah. If if you were anywhere from sweet grandma to a baby that was born with a deformity, you were in this fucking place, and you were all together.
0: Oh yeah, you. They would put all together. If you had an old family member you didn't want to take care of, this is the type of place you'd put them. Uh,
1: Nothing segregated, all together. Yeah. In cages, tied down, just fucking horrible. And you want to know why it was so overcrowded? Because the big wigs had to have a place to live. They had to have all these other buildings you know, open for whatever to meet probably a reg. And the biggest reason is they didn't have enough staff so they had to put all these people together where the staff was at. Because yeah. they didn't have enough staff to take care of the people. All these buildings. So, you got a hundred per employee, you got to put them all in one place. You have to. I mean, it's just sad as fuck. These- um, I mean, it, and, it, and it happens today. I mean, yeah. not to that extent, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff that i'm reading here okay um plaintiff robert height he was admitted to penhurst in 74. he was he was placed on a ward with 45 other residents 45 fucking other people his parents visited him two and a half weeks after his admission and found that he was badly bruised his mouth was cut he was heavily drugged and he didn't even recognize his mother
0: well how could he
1: um on this visit the heights observed 25 residents walking the ward naked. Now that sounds like a fucking party, doesn't it? Wow. Walking naked. Now I'm not telling you I haven't seen the occasional streaker, but usually, if it's not me, somebody else is saying, "Hey, come here, That's what let's you get covered your- up." <laughs> um,
0: let's get a blanket.
1: Right. Something. So because that person's dignity. Because otherwise, they would not run around naked. We got to think of their dignity. Right. <laughs> you, know, you, you you would want your grandma You would want someone to cover them up Or your mm-hmm. grandpa or your son or your daughter Or mm-hmm. your mother or your father You want somebody to do that um, But during this short period of time Robert had lost his skills He had possessed prior to his admission um, He was promptly removed And the judge stated He wouldn't leave a dog in that condition um, I don't know why he's picking on dogs I like dogs
0: Well I think he's saying I
1: know. Yeah. I, know. I, I get that um, during, uh, another one, another period, or another, you know, um, case it was described, um, this patient has suffered from numerous reported injuries, including bites, scratches, black eyes, and loss of teeth. It seems to be a...
0: It's a reoccurring thing there.
1: Um, also testified that they observed recent and old cigarette burns to this person's skin. What do you think that sounds like? That's torture. Right. Um, it just... I mean, this, could, this, is a, this list is fucking huge. I mean, it is, Jesus Christ.
0: And what makes it even worse is that the outside of it was so pretty.
1: Oh, it was be- a beautiful building. Because
0: here it says the, uh, the older buildings were designed by Philip J. Er, Philip H. Johnson. They were two storied, uh, two stories and made of red brick, terracotta, and granite trimmings. Um, They were connected by fireproof tunnels and walkways on top of the tunnels for the use of transporting residents with a parallel steam piping system and were distributed on the 1400 acres campus and they were built in a cottage plan formation. Uh, The buildings were designed to provide a large number of small rooms occupied, get this, by two to three beds. So that's how the rooms were designed, to hold a maximum of three beds per room, a few small dormitories with eight to ten beds, and a large day room for exercise. Uh, the central administration building has a uh, two-sided uh, portico. I don't know what that is.
1: That it's it's basically they do this with their tongue, when they roll it around. No,
0: no, no. It's the, the the building designs. I mean, they just well, made... it would be
1: like a rolling around design then, is what it's. Okay. Because when you're on psychotropic medications, you can get this thing called torticollis, and it's where you roll your, your tongue. tongue. Yeah.
0: Um, the co- It says the cottage buildings are L and I shaped, with the exception of dietary, which is Y shaped.
1: It sounds like they went with a Dutch.
0: Yeah, and Devon Hall was an H shape.
1: But it makes sense because it's in Pennsylvania in the time period. There's a lot of Dutch architecture. Right. Um, so they basically they do what people do today. Um, we're going to make the building pretty, but the care is going to suck.
0: They even had a um, station, a railway station. The Pennsylvania Railroad created a Pennhurst station uh, to accommodate you can people, Pennhurst. You could have
1: people in there doing activities. I mean... Think about that. That's during their time. That's yeah. something that would be very good for reminiscing and yeah. and 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 you know, cognitive awareness. Just uh, the possibilities were endless. And these fucking god damn, they should all be executed.
0: They Just. the the tra- the rail ray is how they actually got um, supplies like the coal and other supplies were delivered by rail for decades to operate the powerhouse. Tracks to this day. Are still visible under the pavement behind Dietary and Devon Hall, which allowed bo- boxcars to be brought directly to the main ca- campus. The railroad tracks have been removed, and are now part of a river trail.
1: So, I have a soft spot for people with mental disabilities, and or handicaps. And, uh, I think I think you
0: might know that. Oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. Your favorite or Down syndrome? Cats. Oh, I love. You love Down syndrome kids. Those are your favorite patients to take care
1: of. You know, and so it. When you hear about, it's it's hard for me not to be judgmental when you hear about someone who's been abused, who has a disability, or is mentally retarded, or has a mental defect of some sort. That it, it's very hard for me, and it should be hard for people. Me. I mean, that that's a human thing. But this patient was admitted because she was blind, and also she was mentally retarded, and that was a that was a term they used back
0: then. Yeah, now it's uh...
1: developmentally delayed. Yeah. Um, so she was admitted in 1966 at the age of 15. According to her father, during the, her nine-year stay, um, she received only custodial care that she experienced, and she re- experienced regression rather than growth. Time on the ward was uh, spent sitting and rocking with very few activities. During one of the visits, Linda's parents found Linda, a person capable of walking, strapped to a wheelchair by a straitjacket. A staff member explained, because they asked, why the fuck is my daughter, because I, Mm." Anyway, they strapped her to a chair because they wanted to know exactly where she was. Um, Linda was badly bruised, scarred, and not able to walk.
0: Well, no, because she would sit. That's all she would go from sitting to laying. God, that's sick. Okay, get this. On November 23rd, 1908, was the opening. Patient number one was admitted to the hospital. Within four years of its operation, four years, Penhurst was already overcrowded and under pressure to admit immigrants, Orphans and criminals. So they're already taking people that weren't even supposed to be there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because I think, I want to say the intentions of the place to begin with were good.
1: Sure. That's how it always starts.
0: It was, they had good intentions. They wanted to do something good. And then I think outside pressure
1: fucked it up. That's how it always starts. I mean I I've, in my career I've seen it not only in these places but in hospitals you see it it's, it becomes corrupt so it's no longer about taking care of people it's helping. about the money it becomes about the money and how can we save and how can we cut because we got to we got to keep driving our lexus right i mean i mean fuck you know how are we going to how are we going to uh, you know afford our 5 million dollar house yeah i mean goddamn we got to keep having these fucking corporate meetings that are catered Right. Why these
0: patients... Right, I know.
1: $5 a day to feed them for all three fucking meals.
0: So this will make you even more mad. Uh, the classifications for residents, uh, they were classified into mental categories of imbecile or insane, into physical categories of epileptic or healthy, and into dental categories of good, poor, or treated teeth when admitted. The industries. I'm assuming that means, it just says branches of industry which residents were assigned to were mattress making, shoe making and repair, grading, farming, laundry, domestic duties, sewing, baking, butchering, painting, and working in the store. So that's what they were coming in there, I guess, to get some kind of knowledge or like um, skill so that they could go out and get jobs maybe, is what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, I don't think they ever did that.
1: So I know we're, I, know, I, think, I think we've covered a lot of the um, atrocity, um, but it is important to note that in the mid 1960s, uh, TV reporter Bill Baldini, He ran a five-episode expose of the Pennhurst State School and Hospital. Um, This was on the Philadelphia's TV10 and News, it's now NBC affiliate. Uh, It painted a picture of neglect and abuse. It was hard for regular viewers to stomach. Um, Of the time. Uh, images of full grown hands and feet bound by straps to adult sized crib beds all oh, the pictures are horrendous uh, The inmates of the institution were shown rocking, pacing, twitching many were severely disabled either mentally or physically but others were quite lucid and coherent but withdrawn into themselves because overstimulation of the senses and the loud and sometimes frightening place and a lack of much needed mental stimulation the five-minute news segment was entitled, Suffer the Little Children. Um, when one patient was asked by the interviewer what he would like most in the world, if he could have anything he wanted, the sad and withdrawn reply was to get out of Pennhurst. Uh, the state-funded <laughs> state school uh, and hospital center was the heart of the human rights movement. So... Something good did come out of it. Um, it did revolutionize like our whole country's approach to health care uh, for the mentally and physically handicapped. Uh, the, phys- the facility uh, was one of the most striking examples of maltreatment that was characterized in institutions like that, and it was actually called the shame of Pennsylvania. Seems seemed like Pennsylvania's had a lot of shame. Jesus Christ, there was there's been a lot happened in Pennsylvania, but who am I to talk? There's been a lot happening in Ohio um, It opened its doors in 1908 and when was it closed Eight, 1987 1987 uh, The school is, I think it still stands. Um, it's very chilling to look at it's overgrown with weeds There's some buildings that are in disarray.
0: There's some buildings that are still standing, but they tore down a bunch in 2018
1: um, There's been a lot and before we get into the paranormal stuff, hopefully that can help you understand why there might be paranormal.
0: I just want to read something here. Oh, that yeah, I yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In uh, 1913, the legisl- legislature appointed a commission for the care of the feeble-minded, which stated that the disabled were unfit for citizenship and posed a menace to the peace and thus recommended a program of custodial care. Furthermore, the commission desired to prevent the intermixing of the genes of those imprisoned with the general population. In a report to the legislature submitted by the uh, Board of Trustees, Pennhurst's chief physician quoted a Henry H. Goddard, who was some person well-known at the time, and he quoted this, Every feeble-minded person is a potential criminal. The general public, although more convinced today than ever before that it is a good thing to segregate the idiot or the distinct imbecile, they have not as yet convinced as to the proper treatment of the defective delinquent, which is the brighter and more dangerous individual. And they segregated the women. In 1916, the Board of Trustees initiated a plan to increase the capacity of the institution By constructing cottages specifically for the women to segregate them from the men, in part to prevent pregnancies. If you weren't overcrowded and you had the staff, the pregnancies wouldn't be an issue.
1: Yep. And we should segregate and we shouldn't have more staff to help supervise so we can integrate. We should segregate.
0: There were, uh, you know, when it was closed, there were a couple of lawsuits...
1: Um, And I know, I mean, it sounds horrible when we say idiot and imbecile, but I think those were actually medical terms That was the
0: medical terms used at the time.
1: Um, So I can't get too upset with that, because that is the terms that were generally accepted um, amongst medical professionals. Well,
0: listen to this. In 1977, U.S. District Judge Raymond J. uh, Broderick, ruled that the conditions at Pennhurst School violated patients' constitutional rights. The lawsuit that led to his ruling was filed May 30, 1974, by Philadelphia attorney, um, a Philadelphia attorney representing the patients of the Pennhurst State School. The suit was later joined by the United States and the Pennsylvania Association for Retarded Citizens. Seriously? Uh, Penhurst School was ultimately closed in 1987, the 1,156 people who lived there on the date of the court's order, March 17, 1978, moved into small community homes called Community Living Apart Arrangements. These settings supported three or fewer people within, with 24-hour staffing if needed. This process of deinstitutionalization required nine years, and included discussion of treatment plans with each person and family. Nine years it took to get these people to any kind of normal that was for them after being in there for that long.
1: Absolutely, so they destroyed lives. They didn't help shit. Um, I mean, I will say. You know, I am somewhat cynical and bitter towards this industry. Mm-hmm. The only reason I remain in it is because I love taking care of people and I love to help people. And I'm not saying I don't get frustrated. I do. I've been in leadership. I've been just about everything you can be. And, and you've worked and in just healthcare. about every. And it's the same story. You just see it from different angles when you work in different places and different positions. And you know, it, it's atrocious. It really is. Some places are better than others. And you do find those few that really have a good heart, but when it comes down to it, it's who owns it, who makes the financial decisions usually aren't medical people. They're normally not people who would have gotten this business to help people. They're normally people who are just out to make money, and as long as they can drive their fancy cars and live in their fancy houses and eat you know, their fancy food, they're okay with paying bare minimum and giving the residents bare minimum. Do you know to go in some of these places nowadays, you, the, the resident has to give up Everything they own.
0: Yeah, they're only allowed to have a little bit.
1: That's a stipulation by our government for Medicare and Medicaid. To me, that's not right.
0: They should be, yeah, they should be able to keep their stuff.
1: To me, it's not right. Um, But I can see why in this, and I'm sorry it has a serious tone, but I can see why a place like this would be haunted. I can see why... um, that would happen or why even people would even think even if you don't believe in ghosts and hauntings it You can definitely see why there would be some bad fucking energy Right. I mean, right. I do believe in energy for sure
0: Before we talk about the hauntings. I want to talk about this lawsuit. It was the first of its kind It's a Halderman versus Penn State school and hospital uh, the allegations of abuse led to the first lawsuit of its kind in the United States. A federal class action, Halderman v. Penn State, or Pennhurst State School and Hospital, which was asserted that the developmentally disabled in the care of the state have a constitutional right to appropriate care and education. Terry Lee Holderman had been a resident of Pinhurst and following multiple episodes of abuse, she and her family filed a suit in federal district court. The suit started after Terry had visited her parents at home and was found to have unexplained bruises. Although the case was not expected to reach the level it did, the court's later found that conditions at Pinhurst were unsanitary, inhumane, and dangerous, violating the 14th Amendment and that Pennhurst used cruel and unusual punishment in violation of the 8th and 14th Amendments, as well as the Pennsylvania Mental Health and Retardation Act of 1966. The district court ruled that certain of the patient's rights had been violated. The district court decision was the first time that any federal court ruled that an institution must be closed based on constitutional right to community services. The rulings combined lent credence to uh, the deinstitutionalization movement of the time which sought to move mental patients from hospitals to halfway houses to reintegrate them into their families. The rulings also aligned with the increasing tendency of federal courts to take control of school districts, prisons, and other state institutions in order to enforce citizens' rights. Ultimately, however, the U.S. Supreme Court vacated the judgment based on the 11th Amendment principle that federal courts cannot order state officials to comply with state laws. Uh, and, you know, the, and the institution was eventually closed uh, because it, to reach a settlement agreement that required that community-based services be offered to all residents. The case became an important rule of law known as the Penhurst Doctrine, which has been cited by state attorneys generals as binding precedent under United States constitutional law. You
1: were so fucking bad. You had a law after you.
0: That's, yeah. Yeah, can you imagine that? That your building was ran so bad that you had a lawsuit that eventually had something based off of you that this is how institutions You're like so this has to run horrible. now. And they closed it because they couldn't offer the required community-based services that they were supposed to be offering the whole time.
1: Well, let's get to the hauntings.
0: Okay, so what gets me too about this is that their number, their very first patient, they didn't even have a name for them. It was just patient number one. Ew. Can you believe that? They didn't even give the person the dignity of a name. They just, patient number
1: one. Oh, God. So, naturally, there's going to be, and it probably came from a lot of the residents of the town, a lot of ghost stories, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a terrible, terrible terrible-looking building as far as, you know, big and ominous when people were there then you hear the rumors and then it's closed down and now it's in disarray and it looks horrible not to mention knowing the atrocities that happened there Um, you know the the human suffering the violence and the death um, the unauthorized human experimentation with new you know lobotomies and shit like that it does have its share of ghostly tales um, it's so haunted in fact that its paranormal presence have spawned a spectral cottage industry ghost hunting on the grounds of the old asylum in addition to overseeing the restoration projects at Penhurst and operating the asylum haunted attraction during the Halloween season um, using the enticing tagline they lived here died here and are still here um they're gonna open up i guess this group is gonna open up the former hospital to the public for ghost hunts on the campus which let me just say if there are ghosts if there are ghosts there of the people that died there that were abused and neglected aren't we just fucking kicking them in the balls again
0: yeah i mean just the fact that they have a haunted house attraction is disgusting
1: and it's all about money again right yeah fucking gross if you ask me um there's been several groups there uh we new jersey ghost hunters ghost adventures i believe even paranormal state was there um, probably
0: because they're out of pennsylvania aren't they because they yeah. all most of them went to penn state
1: and why i totally think a lot of these shows are they just do it for the camera and it's not real stuff Some of the stuff they've caught here.
0: I think Paranormal State, we believed more than the rest of them.
1: Some of the stuff they caught here was pretty convincing, like a desk being turned over, like a big, heavy desk. Yeah. Um, And there was, you know, the sounds that they made. And, of course, there was, uh, you know, your resident ghost there that they have given names to. And, you know, there's pictures. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, uh, there have, let's see. Uh, there's been many documented uh, paranormal activities in the structure. There have been many that visited the school regions of the building and have observed full-body apparitions that they did believe to be school pa- school par- uh, patients or spirits of past residents. Uh, you know, you get your cold breezes. Um, and then you can, you know, spirits moving objects.
1: Well, among recordings of sounds of disembodied Voices, or they they say things like, like you you would hear, and I guess there's you know proof of it. Um, I know that some of the stuff I've heard, um, like, go away, I'll kill you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, We're upset. Why did you come here? Um, I'm scared. Why won't you leave? These are all very clear when you when you listen to them. And granted, it could be the people who are investigating. Could
0: yeah, be, it could, could be, be faked.
1: Could be faked. Um, but it's just. I don't know it's, There's a quality to it That makes me believe it Um There are, In the Quaker building Numerous shadows manifest And dissipate at will The shadows include What to, uh, what appeared to be A small female child With long black hair Oh fuck It's the ring girl <laughs> yeah, Fucking run The grudge girl Run uh, A hunched over presence With long dangling arms And the upper portion Bodies looking over Or around obstacles Keep in mind that there were people there with deformities. Right. People who probably got in that condition and contracted from having to sit like that.
0: Right, or be strapped to a bed.
1: So to, or a <laughs> chair. So to me, it makes sense that
0: It would be contorted. You're not.
1: You're not seeing ghosts or spirits or whatever or energy that that is representative of, of what you should see. You're, you're seeing it you know, of what they become. Right. Um, uh, doors and rocking chairs have moved without anyone being near them. It could be wind. There's probably broken windows. There's probably drafts. But then again, what about the days that happens when it's not windy and it's not drafty? Right. Um, investigate. And a, a couple investigators were shoved from behind, hard enough on a stairwell to leave a deep red mark on the small of the back. Uh, investigator was scratched on the arm by an unknown object. Um, when they, they they weren't by anything that would scratch them they say objects are thrown in the basement such as a pry bar uh, some sort of brass fixture and various other unknown objects um, see, they did take a psych through there felt multiple energies including that of a demonic force now I will say this and I believe this I believe that I do believe and in, in, elementals or demons, whatever right. you want to call them. But I do believe there are some there that collect... Uh, there are some in places that collect souls, especially where there's mass tragedy. Um, because where else would you go to feed? I mean, if that's what you feed off of and that's what makes you stronger, would you go someplace where there's a lot of death? So, I mean, it could be that there was an oppressive feeling, not only because it's just a terrible fucking place. Right. But you that's just the right place to have a demon or have an elemental right. or have something or we go back to our PK uh
0: where just podcast. the energy in there develops the entities Devo- itself
1: develops into its own
0: well here I found something that says there uh, Quaker Hall actually has evidence of captured of a shadowy little girl figure mm-hmm. um, There has been poltergeist-like and demonic activity. Like you said, spirits have touched and shoved ghost hunters. They've thrown objects at research teams. Um, Here it backs up what you said about the investigator being scratched, which could indicate demonic activity um, or specter manifestation. It says you can capture ghostly activities like hot spots, cold spots, EMF surges, and Class A EVPs, also in Quaker Hall.
1: Well, in the Limerick Building, the uh, apparition of a woman in an old-style nurse's uniform has been observed multiple times by firefighters, police officers, and a Marine. Um, Now, uh, someone's job title really doesn't mean shit to me. However, I can only think that... And I, I respect the firefighters and police officers.
0: But they're not going to come out and say they're seeing this shit if they're not.
1: But a Marine? Oh, yeah. Who's went through the... I mean, if you just think of the boot camp they go through, probably don't scare it oh, Yeah,
0: well, yeah, and some of the stuff they've seen. Also, in the Limerick building, you can get uh, really good EVPs. There's supposed to be shadow people in there.
1: Oh, in the Mayflower building, there is reports of a lot of shadow people, um, a lot of EVPs, and um, let see the Philadelphia building. Uh, loud sounds and voices heard coming from the building. Um, invest, investigators surrounded the building and entered it via a tunnel system. So I think that might be the infamous one of the infamous body shoots. You know, with the body tunnels when people died. Yeah, through, uh, that tunnels. one you
0: hear a lot about. And well, which one is it? That's in Kentucky,
1: right? The uh, Rolling Hills. Or
0: Waverly Hills, mm-hmm. something like that.
1: Uh, no one was in the building, nor could they have fled without being observed. So they, they surrounded the building while it was empty to make sure nobody was going in or coming out, and the sounds they observed
0: could still be heard. It's also said that in the mental hospital section of the asylum, uh, you can hear children and adults screaming and crying as if they are suffering from tremendous amounts of pain and agony. Uh, doors can be heard slamming throughout Penhurst Penn, uh, State School, and whispers can be heard echoing off the walls.
1: This is a kind of a weird one. Uh, administration building. Multiple voices can be heard at various times. Um, there's actually EVPs of a toilet flushing, um, although there's no running water or bathroom pictures. Um, go inside the shit. Let me see.
0: Well, that would be your residual type honings wouldn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at some of these, these pictures and it would be hard not to be a little shook. You know what I mean? By just some of the pictures I look at, I'm just like, gee, man, Christmas, how, how are, I don't know. I, I, I would love to go through it. If I'm being honest, I would. Um, but damn, I can understand. You know, just, it, you don't even have to believe in ghosts for it to be kind of scary for you. You know what I mean? Right. Um, October seventh, two thousand nineteen. Um, I don't know if you believe this or believe this or not, but Ripley's Believe It or Not uh, sent a correspondent on location to the Penhurst Asylum with a crew of paranormal experts to see if the rumors were true. But before we find out um, whether or not there are foolhardy adventures with uh, we're scared of no ghosts you have to appreciate the history. So they gave them a full history, a full rundown, kind of like we did with you guys. Um, You know, and and pretty much a lot of the reporters were were shook from this. A lot of the investigators were shook by this. You know, do we, I guess my point is, do you think that would influence what they caught? By knowing that. Because to me, I think sometimes you don't, you shouldn't send them in with any history.
0: You sit, shouldn't. Cinnamon
1: no. cold but What are he, you getting? Does it correspond with what happened?
0: Here's the thing, that A lot of people have heard about this.
1: I know, I know, and it's easy to say, and, and really, you really never know who's being honest about it, and who's not.
0: Right, and I just found something else.
1: Um, well, I wanted to give you. Um, so they went in, Ripley's investigated. And Ripley's, I say Ripley's not because, but they're, they're kind of legit. I mean, they they, they have a they lot They have
0: books and all kinds of that stuff. That you so.
1: can prove are legit. Right. So I, I, I kind of tend to believe. Um, but I'll read this excerpt from them. It was the witching hour um, as Ripley's correspondence, um, an open-minded skeptic joined uh, the true believers. Um, so that we had believers, we had skeptics, we had reporters, we had... a a wide variety. So they
0: had a mishmash. Yeah, so
1: you're not everybody's a bit agreeing, of everything. Right. right? Um, so they went past the village landscape, and they said it was quaint. It revealed uh, revealing the area's colonial roots, which we kind of talked about. Um, how it, you could definitely tell about the urban decay, um, and it turned it to ruin. Uh, the dense canopies of hanging vines, you know, that are kind of weaving their way across the stone dwellings that are eroding, the crumbling asphalt basically setting the, the scene that it looks pretty fucking ominous and scary.
0: Well, the land's taken itself back. I mean, and it man.
1: happened to be just a rainy day, cloudy. So it's um,
0: very, the si- the setting has been staged.
1: <laughs> very gray. Um, so Ashley and Michelle were part of the community that has since been built around the history held within its walls. The current owners of Penhurst host a haunted house every Halloween season. A year-round museum tour, paranormal investigations that also exist as, independent, as an independent preservation society dedicated to keep the lessons learned from the asylums past alive. I will say this. That's a good thing.
0: The museum's good. The haunted house, not so much.
1: I just don't like that. And, and you know, the investigations, if it's respectful and it's not groups of people all the time, I can see that, too. Because maybe they need someone to talk to. Right. They um, need to tell their story. Right. But at the same time, how do I know if I'm investigating you haven't set shut up exactly see that's the thing that gets me um, You know, that's that's why I, I want to go into places that, that people don't know is haunted that are fresh because I think it happens all around us We just don't catch it um, But Anyway, they describe it It was raining outside um, The Ashley who one of the owners showed the team around the grounds uh, much of them had been run down reclaimed by the earth Uh, many of the buildings were falling apart they are just condemned not even safe um a lot of hospital well, the hospital part was caved in um and they, they said as they were walking through they were still kind of tumbling some of the rocks just continually falling so that could account for some of the noise people were hearing um so they went down the catwalks that overlooked the barren field now overgrown with weeds um and i guess they asked how many people had died on the grounds over the years and they couldn't even give a guess as, as to how, how.
0: Well, you much. couldn't.
1: Um, and I guess beneath the catwalks that you know show you the the top view from it, um, the underground tunnel system is like a labyrinth. Um, it's abandoned. It has a lot of hanging wires, a lot of debris, multiple layers of graffiti. How are those not caved in? I don't know. Um, and it was still decorated as a haunted house so now you've got this building that's in disrepair it's decorated as a haunted attraction right so you're already in your mind knowing the history you have all these things you're already kind of predisposed to this is haunted devil I'm gonna hear something I know I would Paint's chipping on me. what the fuck is that what's that? What is that? What is that what is that
0: well yeah cause you're already I mean they're already setting you
1: up right and, and that's kinda they said talking about going, uh, going to hell this is hell when they walk inside. Well, yeah, this feels like hell. This feels bad um, a Lot of people like to break in and summon things that they don't know what they are sum- summoning This is from the owners. So there's always a chance you'll see some of the symbols on the walls I'm not a fan of it, but a lot of kids are into the occult. No, oh, that's a good view uh, people like to have fun with their paranormal things. So, summoning demons, it's just, yeah, we're just having fun.
0: Well, why do they not have... I, I get that people own the property now. And they use it for haunted houses and shit. But shouldn't they have a security team that patrols the area 24-7 to keep shit like that from happening? hmm Because if somebody gets in there and gets hurt, they're liable.
1: I, I think they probably don't, like, have a lot of things unsafe in there. Um, I think that's probably they've probably put those things I've I, I, no doubt people broke in there I mean well, yeah. like, who didn't as a kid like I go to the haunted house I've done that a ton well, of yeah. times oh yeah um, but I'm sure a lot of this is them probably I mean this is a money maker for them they're, they're still making money off these people's pain and tragedy
0: yeah
1: instead of saying we're, we're going to turn this into a society where we learn from it where mm-hmm. we where we can grow from it and help these they're people. making money off of it right Um, I guess there are, I guess the most functioning components of the Penhurst themselves are still in disrepair. The floors are covered with, um, I don't know, it's covered with a lot of debris. There's bullet holes, Um, wow. Uh, The bins are sagging, your uh, rafters are sagging. There's a lot of mold, moldy clothing. So some of the clothing is still there. Some of the toys that the kids had is still there. Um, and it's almost like they just up and left well they did so she's telling the story as she's walking them through this already setting them up gee Christmas
0: um, I found something about the uh, the third floor of the Mayflower building mm-hmm. um, a part of the now infamous Pennhurst Asylum It is actually home to a spirit with a fondness for spooking alpha males. So, it attacks your alpha alpha male. One such alpha male, a large man, roughly six foot three inches tall, fled from both the ghost and his tour group while visiting the supposedly haunted Penhurst grounds. Can you imagine that? Um, A photographer and a former tour guide at the abandoned asylum went to ask the man what was wrong. He said he physically saw and felt this pressure on his neck. He said there was this ghost lunging at him, trying to strangle him.
1: What was it? Did they identify who it was?
0: What, the ghost? Mm -hmm. No. Um, It said the man asked to go downstairs to escape this ghost, but he froze... When uh, that person told him he'd have to pass by the same room he was running from to get to the staircase. Um, They said he just stood there with his eyes glazed over and he couldn't do it. He couldn't move. He was asked if he wanted me to hold his hand. He looked up and said, will you?
1: Wow. So, I asked that because, you know, this Ripley's group went through. And like everybody, they... Report being touched, EVPs, kind of what I told you. Um, But interesting, they said we had a night with, we had an evening with the king. So I'm like, what the fuck does that mean?
0: Is he in the? Was that in the Mayfair building?
1: Well, it, it doesn't say. It says as we headed down to the basement. Flip tells us his interpretation of what it really means when things go bump in the night. When you hear get out, it's probably more that you're scaring them rather than anything territorial or malicious. Unfortunately, many believe that wasn't the case so far as the king is concerned. He is a menacing figure, popular with the paranormal enthusiasts who frequent Pennhurst. Uh, The king was a maintenance worker here in the 40s and 50s. Uh, This was his domain, the boiler room. He was not very well and he did not treat the patients well. Sometimes you'll smell cigar smoke down here. He is known to come across the EVP as a shadow figure. Um, who even touch you. He is not a nice spirit. He does like the ladies though. So hopefully tonight when we come down here he'll he'll show you some attention. All true believers of the uh all true believers the staff at Penhurst are well acquainted with the king. Though they are uncertain if he is a poltergeist or a demonic entity ashley confides nothing's ever escalated knock on wood um past him just kind of messing with people he comes across with a creepy laugh and has told us his name he's even had full conversations on previous evp i've heard And um, a cracker flip interjects maybe it's larry king has anyone checked on him lately the immediate impression upon descending into the basement though was just not that it was dark, but entirely snuffed of life. Walking through the ambience, provided an echoing expanse uh, that was unfathomable. Uh, that was very eerie, let's put it that way. One of the sounds, distant drips of water, broke um, broke up the otherwise palpable silence, which hung across the basement. And they said the air was heavy, like it was wet, and. Once they got into a place where it felt like a wet blanket was on top of them, they called that the king's court. Also, this is kind of weird if it happened, cigarettes and cigars' butts were laid scattered across the wet cement floor. There were also ones that were not smoked that were offerings to the king. Mm. They're trigger objects. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seemingly immune to fear, Flip casually asked, "Uh, can you make a real loud noise inside the room? Ashley then had the idea to coax his highness to come out and play. The king likes the ladies, so Jane and I are down here. We're going to see if we can get something out of him. We also have cigarettes offer- a cigarette offering for him. We're gonna light it up and see if he comes out to have a smoke with us. Despite their cavalier attitudes, um, even though Jamie's got a bunch of years doing this, I'm still her dad, so I still worry about leaving the girls down there. I guess nothing really happened except for a bunch of noises and stuff. But just the way this chick kind of sets this up, it all seems to me like... It's staged. It's staged, just for the Ripley's thing. And that's a shame, too. I think that there's probably some real shit that happens here. I do believe that it is haunted, though. I do, I do believe that things do happen there.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I see... I've been seeing, like, multiple... Uh, stories of shadow figures uh you can hear people walking around um, the floor because of all the debris on the floor. You can hear it moving around. I also found that apparently in two thousand one uh the former asylum was used as a care home for army veterans, really yeah um and then in 2001 is when uh, local authorities approved a private development and sold the building for two million dollars
1: i just found it you can buy tickets to go to the Penhurst asylum yeah and then i seen um the morgue you can go to the morgue why not oh yeah there's also the containment rooms you can go there yeah
0: it says in 2010 after a partial restoration regis- rest- of the building the former asylum opened as a haunted house attraction it had a mixed Reception as the company filled the buildings with fake skeletons coffins exam tables and other macabre exhibits Former asylum patients felt that this was too offensive to the memory of those who had suffered in such places The organizers are quoted as saying that by no means is our event a mockery of that Then what is it right
1: then you tell me what am I missing what is it? You know, I mean it's gross
0: and it says in 2015, it said talks uh, began about opening a museum on the site, and at the end of 2016, like I said earlier, some of the buildings were demolished.
1: Even the even the way they're they're even the way they're portraying, like if you look at the costumes some of these people are wearing, it just it's it's disrespectful and it's disgraceful. I would say that. You probably... I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's haunted? I mean, I think it's definitely...
0: I think it's had... There's been too much that's happened in there for it not to be haunted. Like, if you believe in the PK thing, if you believe that a lot of negative energy in a building can develop poltergeist activity, then this is a prime example of that because they say there's poltergeist activity. If, in fact that woman was telling the truth and people come in there to summon shit, that would be a great place to do it because of all the negative energy in there. Unless that was just them putting symbols on the wall because they thought they looked me. I don't put
1: anything past anybody really when it comes um, to making a buck.
0: But, I mean, this is a perfect mixing pot for your demonic activity. Um, and that's
1: the thing, is is that you have the elements. That
0: you you've need. got all the elements you need right there.
1: And I, I, I think of a demon as an elemental. Or an angel as an elemental.
0: You, it's you, its all there.
1: Right. You have the elements. What elements do you need? You have tragedy, suffering, death. I mean, you know, oppression. Torture. You, you have everything that you could possibly need to feed on. Where's the positive?
0: There is no positive. I mean, when it started, the idea was to make this a better place for these people to go. Because honestly, the parents with some of these kids, they just they didn't know how. It's not that they didn't love... Some of the parents, it's not that some of the parents didn't love their kids. They just didn't know how to take care oh, of I them. Get I get
1: that.
0: that. Um, so the idea for this place was they would have things to do. They would have gardens to work in. They would learn skills. They would have activities to do. But within years of this place opening, it was overrun.
1: I think it's definitely haunted by some sort. Um, I think in my opinion it's probably all types it doesn't have to just be one type it's oh probably- no
0: it's probably, it's probably got all kinds of types it's probably got your residual hauntings it's probably got your intelligent hauntings it's probably got your poltergeist it's probably got your demonic it's probably got everything because mm-hmm. honestly y- you don't know the death toll you don't know where the bodies are at
1: but the real message has been lost Because it's been turned into a tourist attraction. So you don't really get the real message and you can't really help these people because now they're tortured in death.
0: Yeah, because they're being exploited even in death.
1: And when you're coming through and you're doing these attractions, you're bringing even more bad stuff into it.
0: I think your asylums like this, it's in bad taste to do, like, um...
1: I think it's okay to have them investigated.
0: Yes. the the learn from them. Ohio State Reformatory, that's the one that's in Mansfield where Shawshank was filmed, Right. That is okay for a haunted house. I mean, bad shit happened there too. But you're not exploiting innocent. You're not exploiting innocent because honestly, you can't get more innocent than somebody that's mentally disabled, because they always stay innocent.
1: Even though, even if they commit a crime, they're They're still still
0: innocent because they don't know what they're doing is a crime. Right. They always stay childlike. They don't understand. Whereas, if you do a haunted house in a prison, because I think they even do it at Eastern State, they have haunted houses. They should
1: be punished in death.
0: That's okay. But to exploit this where these people were treated worse than you treat animals that you slaughter, it's I, I think it's in bad taste. The museum, I think, is a good idea. It's a great idea.
1: I... I you know, the other thing that, the other side of that coin, too, is how can you tell if something's really haunted if it comes an attraction like that? Right, because, you don't know. not that I'm a businessman by any means, but if I were, and I was going to do that, and I was going to invest the money, I'd make damn sure you found something every time. Which means...
0: Oh, you're going to come out of there probably with, if you ran something like that, you're almost guaranteed to have one person at least piss their pants. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what you want, right? Well, yeah, that's the that point of going, going in back. there. I
0: mean, it keeps them coming back.
1: So, to me, you're not really catching what is naturally there. You're, you're catching, catching what, what
0: I've you're put. supposed
1: to. I just.
0: What's manufactured to be in it's there? A sh-
1: it's a shame you can't really get back to what it was. Investigate what the core right. spirits were there, and to, I th- to help them move on.
0: Right. I think the purpose of that should you, your ghost hunters. I think that's okay.
1: As long as they're not being exploited, the shows... It's like the the
0: shows, you're exploiting them. But, like, your individual ghost hunting groups... Like, if your ghost hunters went in there without the cameras. Okay. Well, apart from their cameras, like, not the the television cameras.
1: You know, here's the thing, too. We're going to do a lockdown for one night. Bitch, you got to be there for six months.
0: Well, just... Like that one that we just found on... it That haunted group we just found on Amazon. They put in
1: weeks, months. I mean, because not something happens every day.
0: Well, and even the Warrens.
1: They're not going to do it on command. And I'm not... I don't, I'm split on the Warrens. Yeah,
0: but they would put months of their time into these researching I mean, we'll,
1: we'll do one on the Warrens, but I believe they had a little bit of truth.
0: And I a think a, a lot of, of it was for money. Right. Um, but the point is, is... You're not going to go in there. I mean, you might go in there and get stuff and a date, but you need to put in the time to see. And if it's already set up as a haunted house, you're already going in there with preconceived notions. And there's probably stuff, there's probably speakers wired all through that damn place with sounds pumping through it.
1: Why wouldn't you go in, even if you knew a little bit, why wouldn't you go in dry? and come out with whatever evidence you come out and say, okay, now let's research it. Does this make sense?
0: Right. You don't need... Like, if I'm coming in here to do a ghost investigation, I don't want the tour. I don't want the story. I don't want the tour. I don't want to know what rooms have stuff happening in it. I want to come in here. I want to get my own stuff, and then we'll talk.
1: Right. I I Just because I want to make sure I can... I want to make sure that I can validate. Right. That's the only way, really, besides, you know, video or whatever, that you can validate right. an experience. An experience would be, I heard this. What does that mean? Like, it's something real obscure, but it meant something. Right. Right. You know, like, you know, knife to the fourth vertebrae, female. Why did I hear that? Oh, well, there was an, a case where. Right. 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 You know, and you see that document. Oh. Well, well that yeah.
0: makes sense I just caught
1: something Right. Um, I mean someone like me if you told me that I'd be like oh you knew that before you went in there but you know no I didn't I had an experience that's what Yeah. I heard or felt right. or whatever
0: Um, and I think it's good to be skeptical going into these places because it's being used to make money and I think an asylum like that that had all that happen in it is it's in poor taste
1: I think if if you wouldn't have put all the money into it to make it this sick attraction, it's gross. You I could think, have
0: just made the money off the museum part of it. Just
1: even if you're just doing a tour of it to explain the history,
0: and you're making and what, money off of that.
1: Well, and what happened so we can learn from it. You are going to catch something because it's residual. It's also intelligent. They're going to know they're being talked about. They're going to know.
0: They're going to come out and they're going to talk to you. So you could have made... I mean, you're probably not going to make the money you do off of the...
1: Thrill scare? The
0: haunted part of it. But maybe you could have taken a building that was still in good enough condition. That was maybe like an outer building that didn't have anything to do. Like your powerhouse... Or, something, or the greenhouse. Or something like that. That didn't have people being tortured in it. And then turn it into a haunted attraction. That might be a little bit better. I can't say it's going to be a whole lot better. But it might be a little bit better. Than doing it in these buildings. Where these people were put into cages. Because I saw when that guy went in there with his television crew. Like he had to make his television crew stay in there and film it because they were getting sick because they couldn't handle what they were seeing. Babies in these cages. People sitting in diapers that were just so full they were overflowing. That's not something you should make money off of.
1: Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I know it's been kind of a heavy, heavy episode. It's been... I mean, personally, for me, it's been hard to get through some of it, um, and I'm sure it has been for you. Yeah. Um, but the silver lining is you can learn from it.
0: So it doesn't happen again. Of course, it's going to happen again, but hopefully not to the extent that this happened.
1: But maybe in a situation, if it ever arises, you can be the person that stops it. stops it from happening. And Say now the was, right thing.
0: Yeah. Now there's laws right. and stuff put into place so that something like this doesn't happen again. Right.
1: And, that, and that's what we... That's what we need to do to protect the people that are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That's what we should do. Um, Even if it's not the popular thing to do, that's what you should do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. um,
1: Come back and join us. We do want to tell you about a contest that we're having. Yeah, it's on our...
0: It's on our... Yeah, Shameless Plug. It's on our Twitter page. Um, It's under the same name as the podcast. Um, We're running a contest through the end of the month where you tell us your three favorite episodes... To kind of give us an idea of what Everybody likes
1: the most on here And then give us three ideas Of what you would like to hear Um, We are going to be starting a YouTube here shortly
0: At some point, yeah, Um, as soon as we get (laughs)
1: Some
0: place (laughs) to put the studio Right,
1: we're in the midst of kind of putting that together now Um, We're also putting some merch together We're going to try to run a contest every month
0: Yeah, and this month the the prize Is a cryptid plushie From our store
1: Which are very popular Um, I mean, we had the go on vacation from the store we were getting so many orders yeah um Um, they're handmade one of a kind yeah
0: and you get a choice of a medium worm of any color variations that you want a medium mothman same thing um a fresno nightcrawler and a bigfoot
1: yeah you can you get a choice from all that what we'd ask is that, of course, be nice in your comments, but please leave if us... If you feel
0: free... I mean, if you're not going to be nice, it's not going to bother us, but whatever.
1: But leave us a comment or email us.
0: At uh, cryptidkillers at yahoo.com.
1: Um, and just so we kind of know, and we also have, a, we also have a Instagram.
0: We don't have an Instagram for this. We have an Instagram for the store. Oh, we have a Twitter for the, the Twitter's for this The Instagram is for the store So
1: you can also tweet us And then at the end of the month We'll pick the best one And get in contact with that person And give you credit
0: Oh yeah We'll give you credit At the beginning of the episode For the one that follows the contest
1: right. So um, Please go back If you're a listener Go back and listen to them If not, listen to all of them Tell us what the three best ones are And then tell us your th- uh, three ideas And it can be on anything It doesn't yeah, matter what it is
0: we are looking at covering everything. And if we choose you,
1: we will cover...
0: One of the three, if not one. all three. Right.
1: So, um, thanks for joining us. We know it's been a long one. Come back and see us again.
0: Yep, bye.